0: to the Momolution Podcast. Thank you for being here. This is Amani Momolution and I am your host for this program. There's so much going on in the world today, so I really appreciate you taking the time to tune in and dive deep and be awake. I am really excited to have you three powerhouse women on this. We're going to talk about the topic that I think is the most relevant topic of our times and I think that all of you agree. It's such a pleasure to have been working with you since we started at um, you know, New Earth, doing the Reclaim Your Lives platform that all of you have been featured on multiple times. Um, there's some things that are going down. This is an intense time. We all know that on the planet. Intuitively, we feel that as women, and, and I'm so honored to have you here as professionals, as scientists and doctors, but even more so as mothers and grandmothers. And I want that wisdom to come through. There's so many people that tune into you that have been listening to you for years following you. Um, And there's a lot of woke mamas that have had vaccine injured children that are already know what's going on. But I really wanna speak to the moms that are just waking up. Um, The people that are starting to like come out of their slumber with what's happened in the last nine months with this pandemic who might be questioning things in a new way than what they've questioned before, because I know Sherry, two decades or more, you've been educating us about the real um, realities of vaccinations. You've been in the medical freedom movement on the ground, um, so you have people that have been following you, you know, clinging to your words uh, basically, and you know are aware of what's going on. People that have been trying to scream from the the you know rooftops basically. Um, and now we have more people talking about vaccinations than ever before. Um, and so I want you to speak to, you know, what, what is going on currently in the planet and what is um Cher, I need you to connect your mic. It's saying that your mic's not connected for some reason. I'm trying to unmute you, but what's going on in the planet specifically with this COVID vaccination? And I know that right now we have, uh, I think, 800,000 vaccines were rolled out in the UK. So obviously, Dolores, we're going to bring you in to talk about what's happening in Europe. And Chris, you've been really talking and advocating about awareness around what's happening with these vaccinations um, to your audience. So, Sherry, where are we? What's happening right now with the current situation?
1: Well, As everybody knows, unless you've been sleeping in a cave or been experiencing a coma for the last eight months, this whole rapid fast track of this vaccine has been center informant most. And and as you guys all know, uh, that all know me, I, I tend to be glasses half full type of person. So, and I like to take lemons and make lemonade. So one of the biggest lemonade makers out of this entire COVID shutdown nonsense that we've been experiencing for the last eight months is that we have had millions, if not tens of millions of people all over the world suddenly go, what? Vaccines might cause harm? Really? You know, until so because our entire lifetime, it's this deep coma of, the, of everybody. Vaccines are safe, effective, necessary, harmless. And if your child isn't vaccinated, they, they cause damage and infect everybody else. And they're going to die and make everybody else die, too. Well, suddenly, I mean, we've had a multi-generational 200-year indoctrination of that nonsensical thing I just said. And so for all the moms that are just waking up and hearing it, believe me, I'm not saying this to insult you. I'm saying this to take a pot, and a metal pot and a a wooden spoon and bang it in front of your head and say, stop it. You've been hypnotized. You've been sold a bill of goods. You've been lied to, lied to. And I know that that causes great cognitive dissonance. And I know that it's a really big leap to go from I must vaccinate my kids to what these vaccinations can kill me. It's a huge leap. And I've spent 20 years and well over 40,000 hours of my life trying to handhold and baby step people along that path because of not trying to create too much cognitive dissonance and upset in people's psyche, and division inside of homes and families and things like that. But we are at a point in time of critical, critical decision-making for every single human on this planet. And that's another one of the big glasses of lemonade that we have to thank Bill Gates for, because suddenly everybody's going, what? Everybody on the planet needs this vaccine that's been fast-tracked, no animal studies. We don't even know what's in it, and they're forcing us to get it. We are out of time, little snowflakes. I say with much love and respect, we are out of time to worry about you being offended. We have got to come full circle and make a gigantic leap across the Grand Canyon to understand that vaccines are designed to be a weapon of mass destruction, and particularly this one, because this one is a vaccine that's never been made before. Every animal study, including ferrets and rabbits um, and non-human primates, meaning monkeys, all the animals, every single set of those animals got sick and died. And so for people thinking that this is just one more vaccine to celebrate, like the mainstream media would have you believe, again, you're being sold a big, fat lie. There is something inside of these, uh, there is a process, a mechanism of action inside of this vaccine that's called antibody-dependent enhancement. It's it's They abbreviate it as A-D-E, Apple Dog Edward for short. And what antibody-dependent enhancement means, it's a complete reversal of what the types of vaccines are that we've had for for all these these additional generations. When you've had a vaccine in the past, you've had a whole intact virus that's been weakened by chemicals and, and attenuated, and that whole virus is injected into your body, which then stimulates the production of an antibody that we call neutralizing antibodies. That type of antibody, ostensibly, and I say ostensibly because that's a whole other discussion we don't really have time for this morning, that neutralizing antibody, when that that virus, that measles virus or the polio virus or the influenza virus comes along, the antibody globs onto it and literally globs onto it and neutralizes it. So it's supposed to work so it doesn't make you sick. But what happens with antibody-dependent enhancement is it's a a phenomenon inside your immunology where that antibody that is made is a different type of antibody. It's not a neutralizing antibody. And what it actually does is it can accelerate the immune response of the virus when you get re-exposed. So unlike, let's say, measles is an RNA virus, like coronaviruses, but it's been tested over decades and it's the whole intact virus that makes it a neutralizing antibody. So you get the measles comes along, they glob together and they neutralize. With this SARS-CoV-2 vaccine, it creates a different type of antibody. So when you get exposed to garden variety coronavirus, you don't have to get sick with the COVID, you just have to be exposed. And there's 36 different strains of coronaviruses out there, seven of which are known to infect humans. So let's say instead of it looking like this a neutralizing antibody, it looks like this. Now the coronavirus comes in, and what it does instead is it accelerates that virus and makes, it, makes people more susceptible to other f- infections and causes very dangerous autoimmune responses. The antibody, that weird shaped antibody can start poking holes in your cells that allows that coronavirus, that little snip of messenger RNA inside of your cells that co-ops an enzyme called reverse reverse transcriptase and starts being a little factory that makes that virus replicate over over and over and over and over again. Then it gets globbed onto your DNA and changes things. So if people say this virus isn't going to change your DNA, either they don't know the science or they're lying. They say that this vaccine is safe and effective. They don't know the science or they're lying. And, and you and people say, oh, I can't wait to get that vaccine. Then I can go out to the bars and restaurants and get on an airplane and have my job and all these other stuff. You are setting yourself up for a lifetime of chronic disease and perhaps death. In exchange for a freedom granted to you by God that you shouldn't have to ask permission to have. Right. So, and we're not even talking yet. We haven't even gotten talked yet. And I won't go in there because for the sake of time, but we haven't even talked about the ingredients inside of the vaccines, the hydrogel, um, you know, that was developed by, by DARPA, which is the dark arm of the Department of Defense. We haven't even talked about the little magnetic chips that are going to be in there, the little teeny tiny shavings. We're just talking about how the virus works to create this weird antibody through this process, through this, this entirely weird process called antibody-dependent enhancement. The antibody enhances the infection, and makes you sick. Why do you think they fast-tracked this vaccine? Why? They didn't want to do animal studies. They already knew what the outcomes were. Why waste the time and the money to do do design studies that they've known since 2002 in the studies that have happened all along the way? The most recent big one was in 2012 that the conclusion of the study said we must proceed with great caution going forward and developing coronaviruses vaccines for humans, plain language. So
0: So, would you say this is the greatest experiment on humans ever?
1: Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. and beyond the biggest experiment, the biggest propagated lie, because here's what I think has happened to humanity. And then I'll I'll yield the rest of my time to the rest of the panel, okay? Here's what I think has happened to humanity. There was a lot of things that were on the, all over the Internet before this last election calling on witches and with, and, and Wiggins and, and all these different people to cast evil spells across our country and to cast evil spells on President Trump and on this entire election process. I mean, you can go out and find that. I didn't make it up. I mean, it's out there. I truly believe that there has been a spirit of fear, a demonic spirit of fear that has blanketed the entire planet, but particularly targeted towards the United States because we have to neutralize and get the US out of the way for the full force of the the one world order, one world government, one world religion, all of that coming out of the UN to take place. And I believe, you know, for those of you that are Christians or have ever read the Bible and known anything about anything Jesus ever did in his life, one thing that he did during his lifetime, and he's not a historic, he's a true person on the planet, a true historical documented person. He went from town to town to town, and things that he did was he laid on his hands and healed the sick, and he casted out demons. And he told his disciples that was the one thing they needed to do was cast the evil spirits out. Well, we think that's just like a nice little novel. It's a great story, and it doesn't apply to today. I think it very much applies to today, and I think that's why people are just sucked into the spirit of fear and why you tell them facts like that Christiane's going to say and Dolores is saying what I'm saying. People can't hear it because the Demon of fear has its fingers in their ears. And what Jesus said in the Bible with those who have eyes to see and those who have ears to hear need to see and hear. And I believe that there is a spirit of fear that's been a spell cast across our country that we have to wake people up to get them past that spirit of he- fear to pull the the, sh- the shales off their eyes and take the fingers out their ears so they can hear the truth about what's happening to all of us on this planet. And this vaccine is the number one most evil experiment that they've tried to do to every human on the planet at the same time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the virus of fear. We're in a state of fight or flight and people have become paralyzed. And when you're in that state, I mean, and you all know this being doctors, but you can't actually even let any information in there on overload. And so however we look at that, um, you know, there are a lot of, and Chris, maybe you can speak to this, the spiritual um, people that are waking up. And the same thing is happening within the spiritual community. Like we're doing a meditation with Christian Oracle Girl. On the twenty second, and there'll be more information, literally about what you're saying, Sherry. Removing the demons. There are, there is, however you want to call it. Look at it. There's demonic evil energy, and we have become blind um, to what's what's right before our eyes, literally. And so I think this wake up call, even though many of us have been out there <laughs> rattling. It is the time for humanity more than ever. This is the crossroads this month. We know that there's major things lining up astrologically. So however you come to this conclusion, I think what we all know in ourselves and our beings and this feminine wisdom that's coming through on the planet that Zach Bush talks to is that this is our intuition that something is not right. And it's up to us to reclaim our own sovereignty, to remember who we are, to actually take back humanity. So Chris, you did that video that went viral on the vaccine. I mean, you have been speaking out and maybe we can dive a little bit deeper into some of those uh, things that are in the vaccine that are quite scary because this is a vaccine like nothing else. Not not the fact that it hasn't been tested like any other normal and they've never been able to get a flu vaccine. Right. But why are we just going to that state where and, and why are humans lining up for this?
2: Well, first of all, as Sherry said, I love the way she puts it, which is it's a two hundred year cult programming. It's a it's a spell. You know how Sasha talks about the dream spell. It's a spell, and I look at my medical colleagues all under that spell so that at you know, at our vaccine hearings in in Maine, you can have one child after another come across the stage vaccine injured, and the doctors in the spell say, Vaccines are safe and effective. The side effect is one in a million. If you don't vaccinate your children, you're putting my children at at risk. I love Susan Sweeten's approach to that when people say, well, your unvaccinated child is putting my child at risk. She said, oh, so you want me to set my children on fire to keep your children warm. It's a great line. And what I have, like Sherry, she's been very direct in the vaccine thing, but in all my books... For 30 years here, we have all the stuff about vaccines have never been proved safe and effective. We're now, after 1986, uh, we the CDC schedule tripled. And uh, we've all known here that vaccines were dangerous. Then the coup de grace is this coronavirus vaccine. And I remember the first time I heard uh, Dr. Carrie madey Uh, reporting from London, she was probably over there with with Dolores, and she began to talk about the nanobots, the luciferase enzyme, the hydrogel, the nanoparticles, the, uh, the microneedle array created at MIT, the Bill and Melinda Gates patent 060606 to connect human biometric data with cryptocurrency, and than the, that it's a trans, a transfection. It's not like anything we've ever seen. So I began to look up the patents that she talked about and they, I found them. And then of course I went to her website and I see that a huge amount of the data upon which she was basing her approach has of course been removed. But here's the thing, from the very beginning of this pandemic when I would post something about vitamin C, vitamin D, just anything that worked like like Zev Zelenko's protocol, way, way back. Here's the thing, everybody. What I want the world to know is almost nobody had to die. Almost nobody had to die. We had the therapeutics. I listened to um, Dr. I can't remember his name, speaking before Congress on uh, ivermectin with with the passion of a good doctor saying, please help me, I've given you all the data. And here's what I want people to know. We have a thing in medicine, in science, and I've watched it in the journals for my entire career. You come up with something that really would help, like vitamin D, like getting your vitamin D to optimal. And at the end of every fricking journal article is, well, we don't want to do anything yet. More studies need to be done. It's like more studies need to be done. More studies need to be done. I was giving pregnant women folic acid in the early 80s to prevent neural tube defects. How long did it take the American College of OBGYN to make that a thing? 20 years. Same with omega-3 fats, which are only in breast milk. They finally put it in baby formula. Now I notice they're starting to demonize breastfeeding. This is, a, and when, when you can't see it, I want to give you like a real up close and personal example. So um, one of our family friends recently decided to vaccinate her two-year-old and he developed these weird neurologic things. So she's freaking out. And I say to another friend, well, should I talk to her? And the friend goes, "No, she's on her own journey." I, I just for those of us who are here, we are the people with, um, we're like the ones with the swords. We're on the prow of the ship. We're the icebreakers, and we have been for thirty years. Where I am at this point, and Larry Pilewski did the most beautiful lecture to Vaccine Choice Canada, and he said, "If we are at the um, the north pole of a magnet." You can't be another North Pole saying, wake the F up. That Then the magnets just go like this. He said, you've got to go to the South Pole, which is the heart, and then ask questions like, well, did you know? And what's interesting to me is that this new stuff about the, the bots and the patents and the hydrogel and the microneedle array and the vaccine passports, That is scary enough for people, that they're finally, finally waking up, not to mention the fact, thank you, Donald Trump, the fact that this is called your vaccine because of Trump derangement syndrome, that woke up the world. I frankly think he did it on purpose. I I really think he did it on purpose because suddenly we have everyone saying, wait a minute, oh my God, I can't go near that. Donald Trump went near that. And so after decades of this, my dad was a holistic dentist and sometimes his patients just didn't get it. And he'd say, this one, we just have to leave to Jesus. And I swear to you, I was having a talk with another doctor friend and he, he he said, this is just for us tired warriors. He said, you know, I think a lot of people have to die. And I'm thinking of investing in funeral homes. <laughs> I mean, This is the kind of black humor that gets you through a surgical residency. <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is, I don't know what it takes. I do know this, I was talking to my nephew who is a, uh, a sound engineer, works for a big tech company. And he told me the number of uh, Hertz, I don't know this field, that come through a television that literally hypnotize you. And I was had my granddaughters over the other day and they wanted to watch one little show. You put on that TV, they go into a trance. They don't move. They're like, hmm, it's terrifying to tell you the truth. And I do, we just do, they just do a little, maybe an hour a day of a show. But man, there's something about the trance. And then here's one of the things I've noticed, which I, I love because it's such a relief for me personally. So I get that you know that thing out there with Polytoomy, and that thing went viral, and 10 million people have seen it. And Lynn Wood retweeted another one that I did, and um, and so ma- mainstream medicine. Like Z Dog and these guys who have a big channel, you know, they're they're like the trusted sources. So they'll play that and they'll say how stupid I am and how there's no data and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, keep talking, keep talking. And once you call me, I'll drive you to get the vaccine. I'd like you be, to be the first to be saved. So I'm not I'm not concerned anymore. I used to be. I I'm all of us, I think. We've had a career where we knew things were fishy, but we also knew there were many, many, many good people. You know, as Robert David Steele said, 90% of people are good and they're caught in a terrible system. And it is, it is awful for people to wake up. But I will tell you, people are waking up. I think in Maine, when they tried to push through the, vaccine, the flu mandate for all healthcare workers, Approximately 60% of nurses said, we will not, we will not take it. There's also a 20 to 30% deficit in in nursing staff already. They they don't have enough nurses for what we need. And then you put a mandate on them. People are just not, they're not having it. And by the way, another nefarious thing that I'd like to point out is that suddenly before the coronavirus vaccine came out, there's this huge push to get your flu shot, your flu jab. That to me is like you tee up the ball and the coronavirus vaccine is to hit it. And Larry was asked by Vaccine Choice Canada, by the, the interviewer, what do you think of the coronavirus uh, vaccine? And Larry goes, do you want the short answer or the long answer? And uh, the guy goes, I want the long answer. And Larry goes, well, let me start with the short answer. It's a murder weapon. Bam. It's and we don't how many companies are making them. So there might be one. By the way, how I sleep at night is that I believe that there's there's one out there that maybe is ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or something or saline. And that's the one being brought around by the military. So the military's in place (laughs) so that when Trump is declared president, they can put the insurrection down really quickly. I mean, I you know, I don't know that. That's what my intuition tells me.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, Chris, just um, looking at who's rolling out the vaccines. Like we did see the firefighters in New York that are refusing it, but there are certain um, groups that are being targeted. Right. And we know that um, there and I, don't, I want maybe we'll come back to you, Sherry, just talking about the what I'm seeing is a lot of the allergic reaction. And then, oh, you get the vaccine and you still have to wear the mask, too. <laughs> So, I mean, it's completely ludicrous. And the fact that we're, again, rolling out, I think what both of you are speaking to is that we, the people, are willingly participating in this. And it's really about not consenting to this and knowing that we have a choice and how are we breaking down with the constant tyranny that's coming at us so that we get to a point of desperation where yeah you want to travel you want your job you want to go to a concert so are people going to make that choice and that's really what it's coming down to dolores give us an idea of what's happening in uk because we heard that there were eight hundred thousand vaccines that were rolled out um this week and you're definitely there on the ground can you give us an update
3: Yeah, so I was in London organizing another rally on Saturday just a few days ago, but they are talking about rolling out uh, 800,000 of the mRNA coronavirus vaccine in the United Kingdom in the next few weeks. And it's a double shot and probably will be targeted to the elderly in the care homes and exactly as was said, first influenza then the a corona, and then a corona, and I think the second corona shot would lead to, you know, huge amounts of death. So, um, but maybe on a positive note, um, I think, you know, we have really, we're entering now a second phase, right? We have, in the last nine months, done our best to give people the information, so what is kind of tragic in a way is that there are a certain you know parts of society maybe 70% of society that you know the truth is out there and in a way i can identify these people because they are angry when they hear some when they see someone not participating in this and really mm. it's almost like they have decided not to hear the information and they really want to be in this trap. I mean, obviously some of the elderly in the homes are not, you know, they are in a situation where they are not even really given full informed consent. But I do think that probably everyone, I would say, that gets the combination of influenza and two corona shots out of those 800,000 people, I would say they will, you know, seriously, either have serious consequences, life-limiting or die. Uh, within the next four months or within the next 16 months when the next uh, coronavirus comes
0: along. So Dolores, what's your big picture view of why they're rolling this out, like worldwide? So we, we you know, speak to what's happening here in the US a lot, but can you give us the big picture? You're all over the place and you're in a different part of the world than we are like literally physically. Of what, what do you think is really going on with the big picture of the pandemic and the combination of the vaccines as this murder weapon that um, Chris and Sherry have referenced? So
3: I suppose um, you know that I've been involved in setting up uh, the World Doctors' Alliance and in the last two months or so the World Freedom Alliance. So uh, in the World Freedom Alliance, we have not only the pillar of doctors and scientists, but of lawyers and court, not coordinating, but been involved and associated with court cases. But we also have an economic arm banking led by Mats Pavik, an investment banker. And actually, we're working. We have a meeting at uh, this weekend with Catherine Austin Fitz, and we'll be trying to look at the vision for the next 20 years or so. And then an innovation arm, because really, even though the masks are tragic and the vaccines are tragic, Um, that really we will be grateful for COVID-19 because what's really going on is for the last 50 years, but particularly for the last 20 years, a lot of the aspects of society and government policy have been built on complete lies. In fact, the exact opposite of the truth. And in a way, the truth will always come out. You know, the truth, in fact, has come out and I was reading you know, some years ago about uh, Auschwitz, and I've been to Auschwitz and Dachau and studying these psychological experiments. And there was one of the paragraphs in the book was that there were people telling the people getting onto the trains in Auschwitz that actually this was they were going to go to their death, but they didn't want to hear. And so what this is revealing is that there is obviously a, a large proportion of society that are involved in a trance, whether it's, you know, social engineering, neurolinguistic programming, but they are actually have decided they don't want to go through the phase of grief, you know, to actually explore the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are happier to stay in the cocoon. So in a way, COVID-19 is exp- and sadly, some of those people will take the vaccine and they will be seriously injured. And there may be lifelong consequences, potentially multi-generationally. Um, I think one of the practical ways that we are doing it as well is I'm, there is a need for an autopsy service, right? I think we can actually reduce the number of people who die. I've been involved in precedence cases where we could not get pathologists to do autopsies in the whole world. And that, like Sherry said, the people that will die from this adverse event through the a uh, second coronavirus vaccine, or when the virus okay. target their own organs, and that we can, in an autopsy, that can come out. And I think that is kind of the fundamental way to um, target the reduction in death, and also to, to look back and say when the pandemic was called on the 11th of March 2020, there was no public health emergency. 56 people were dying in the world every day the chances of dying were one in 1.8 million, and there was prevention and treatment, and I've been saying not one person need die of COVID-19, and the question should be, why are the doctors not giving the proper treatment? So we've been down a track of this Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs of distraction of cases and of PCR, as if, and the whole declaration of the pandemic, and every single prime minister and president, if they are a leader elected, they had a responsibility to look and say, 1% 1% of annual flu deaths on the 11th of March of as the annual flu season. Yeah, 1%. 4,000 people over three and a half months. Every year, 400,000 people die. It was absolutely no legal basis, and therefore everything else falls away, the lockdown social distancing masks. That is the truth. It's only gone on this nine months because we have all been censored and intimidated, you know, to not speak the truth, but the truth will always come out. And so what we're doing you know, and with everyone here on the call has supported us, is try to have a movement in the World Freedom Alliance to say, this is a blessing in disguise. We've been lied to for 20 years, 50 years. So what's really going on, and, you know, I was awake 20 years ago. I worked in the European Commission and the European Union in the unit of global coordination of the world, uh, you know, and in the European Commission to get access to it. And we've all read Agenda 21 20 years ago. So what's happening now was supposed to happen in between 2050 and 2060 because of the internet, because people have been waking up, because they've been lying in every aspect, it has now been uncovered. So now we are actually building already the future. Unfortunately, some people will die. Unfortunately, we're trying to minimize it, but really we are building the next wonderful world. You know, it might take us five, 10, 20 years, but actually the worst is over for all of us as well, because we've been knowing this for 20 years. And when we say it to our loved one, maybe don't vaccinate or delay, And they say, what are you talking about? They're safe and effective. That is actually a hard 20 years to live through, right? But actually now we can have the discussions around the world. And it's the same in education, in banking, in media, in politics. And people, you know, all we need is an international media that will allow real intellectual rigor and open debate and challenge all of us and come back a week later to say, no, you were wrong a week later again. And the truth will come out, and it's the same in food and in politics and in banking. So I have huge hope. I actually think the truth is already out there. The worst is over, and, and we will try and minimize the debts and adverse events. So I think we will be grateful to COVID-19 in the end.
0: I love that, Dolores, and I think having gratitude is is really important, and the fact that you say we're ahead of schedule actually is really refreshing. I mean, you guys, we're talking about some really dark times that we're in and what's coming, but I love this silver lining of hope that all of you are weaving into this, that really it is the time that we're waking up on the planet and that there's Between the three of you, there's like a 100 years of consciousness that has prepared us for this. So if we combine that wisdom and we've condensed it into this little castle, I mean, what you're doing with the doctors and the video that went out, Dolores, we sent an email out to our list last week. So if you're not on that, that's the reclaimyourlives.com list. I love the mastermind, the brain trust that we've formed working together, that we are now mobilizing, we are unifying, and in that we are invincible. We're, we're actually strategically um, putting together a pathway so that it's not fragmented, this controlled opposition to keep everybody separated, isolated, that it's not working it's not working. We are working together and we are rising to the top. And, um, you know, if you're not on our mailing list, get on it, get on Sherry's, get on Chris's. I'm not, Dolores, I know people are following you and you're getting more on social media. So streaming to my Instagram, which will tag all of you on your Instagram. So we'll get this message out to the world. Um, Chris, we've sent out that vaccine video. We'll do it again. I'm going to do a, another email. If for anyone that isn't on our list that has missed, the video that you just put out, because all these things are getting censored, Chris's video, Sherry, your course, and then the upcoming event that we're doing on the 22nd with Oracle Girl, that's really about, it's a purification, and it's really about um, deprogramming this slavery uh, program that we've all been, have bought into, and a part of it is just getting rid of it. And now is the time where we're deciding that we're getting rid of it from that place of consciousness. So, Sherry, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is Renette is part of this. She wasn't on today because it was a little early in the West Coast, but um, we're putting out COVID times. We're actually going to the press. We're printing some materials. And if there are people around the world that want to uh, donate to support that, to get 100 copies of that, Dulores, we've got to figure out how we're going to get the, you know, combined with the printing press in Europe because we're the ones that need to disseminate this information. Sherry, the, the, I want to come back to you with what's happening. I've seen many posts recently, like the allergic reactions to this vaccine, and there, I thought there, people are taking it and they're already starting to see some of the impact of it that's rolling out. Can you speak to that a little bit? And um, just unmute. Let me just unmute you. Go ahead.
1: Okay. I just want to say, you know, to everything that Christiane and and, um, Dolores just said, you know, yes and kudos. I would have to maybe respectfully disagree a little bit with Dolores that the worst is behind us. I think uh, think that's a little optimistic. I do believe that we've got some more dark winter to go through before we're going to, you know, I don't think that it's all behind us yet. I really don't. Uh, But I do believe that in what she said, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that people are going to wake up from this and that we're going to start. We are going to see deaths. And to your question about the anaphylaxis and the allergic reactions. It's interesting that in the UK now that they've said in all of these centers where people are getting these vaccines, they need to have a recovery station next to where they're getting vaccines so that they have to have a a preparation to be able to handle people that have go into anaphylactic shock. So that means they need to have epinephrine. They need to have a way to intubate patients. They need to have intensive care type capabilities for them to get a vaccine, people, to get a shot that's supposedly safe, effective and necessary and is going to protect you. Yeah, but yet you the get mask, the vaccine, Jerry? you still have to why wear the mask. You have to we wear don't the mask
0: why. after you get vaccinated?
1: Because the mask has not because none of this, none of it has anything to do with health it really has nothing to do with a virus, has nothing to do with protection. It has to do with subjugation for obedience and control. Do you think, does anybody listening to this think that the same people who've talked on TED Talks about depopulating the planet and lowering the infertility rate across the planet and talked about, yes, vaccines can only kill so many people. We can't always depend on war. Do you think these same people in any way give one rat's behind about your health? Do you think they give one tiny little eyelash of care of whether or not you're safe? It is really the absolute psyop on people's brains, which goes back to the spirit of fear that people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I I, got to be safe. I, somebody sent me a video this morning of a mom, dad, and two kids that got out of a car with complete spacesuits on, complete spacesuits walking into a building a completely covered up with plastic because, oh my gosh, they might get the flu. So, this whole thing about the anaphylactic shock, back to your answering your question, Imani, is that when you look at the ingredients in that Pfizer vaccine, um, there are three ingredients in there that are, that are lipid based. They're fat based. They're lipid based. And there's two things I want to say about that. Number one, there are, there are 17 approved vaccines in the childhood vaccination schedule. I've looked at all of them for years, years of those three new particulates that supposedly are a lipid base that wraps around this messenger RNA little strip of little piece of DNA. Not one of them has ever been in any other vaccine ever, and yet they're putting three brand new experimental ingredients, experimental ingredients, no animal testing, never been in a human vaccine before, all three of them into this coronavirus vaccine. The second thing I want to say about that is that they have used MF59 as an adjuvant which is a squalene based adjuvant which is com- squalene comes from most uh, the, the good quality squalene comes from comes from shark fins. It's a fat, it's a lipid. The MF59 has known to cause Guillain-Barre syndrome and a long list of neurological problems in the anthrax vaccine and in one of the flu shots that they're specifically using called Fluad to target senior citizens. The Fluad vaccine is the experiment that they did in Northern Italy before they had the huge outbreak of Corona last summer. And that's a fat-based adjuvant so they have three fatty-based adjuvants, never been used before ever in human vaccines, all three of them in one vaccine. There, it's, it's, a, it's a fat-based that we know from other fat-based adjuvants causes all kinds of problems. Is, or should we be surprised that people are having anaphylactic reactions to chemicals that have never been injected into a human body before? This should not be a surprise. And I will tell you what, if we could ever get a FOIA request and get deep inside of that stuff with Pfizer, you're going to find that they've known it all along. You're going to know that they buried the data. And another thing I want to say about that is this whole release that just happened two days ago of this 1.9 million names of people that are sworn allegiance to the, the, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. That Internet, that information, a million of those names have been decoded and translated from Chinese into English. And it's that list is loaded with people that work for Pfizer and work for AstraZeneca. If President Trump took advantage of that, he would call a press conference today and say, you know what? We're not sure what's going to be in those vaccines that came from Pfizer. This whole operation warp speed, we're going to put it on a full stall, full halt until our American scientists can look at these vaccines and make sure that the Chinese haven't put anything in there to kill our military, to kill our elderly, to, in, to kill our first responders so that they can easily come right across the Chinese border where they're having
0: of the Canadian border where they're having exercises up there and invade our country. Yeah, Sherry, you're touching on some really interesting points overlapping here. I'm curious your thoughts. I've heard some things as far as that first batch going to the military. I mean, I don't know if we want to dive into that. We only have a few minutes left, but I'm glad that you brought up that point, that um, my hope is that there is another strategy that's been rolling out. Christiane and I have been going back and forth on this keeping tab. So we'll just plant that seed and come back to a future conversation. But I want to say that there are, a, it's very confusing for people out there of what's going on and how we're navigating through this. Chris, we have 10 minutes left before we have to stop on the hour. As a mother, as a grandmother, can you speak to the, all of those mothers out there You know, with everything that Sherry just rolled out, all of these unknowns, all of the experiments that they're literally doing, whether it's coming from our own government or other governments, we know that there's um, this is a weapon. We know that there's population control. There's probably way more than that than we even possibly understand. Close us with that statement and then we'll let um, Dolores close us out. So a few minutes left here. Thank you so much for being on all three of you.
2: Okay, first of all, I can't even stand it when I see a three year old with a mask on. I don't get that one. I don't get why anyone would vaccinate their children with anything. I, I love.
0: Chris, we just lost you. Your connection went out. Let me, um, maybe we'll move on to you, Dolores, and then come back to Chris and let her close us out. Go ahead,
3: Dola. Yeah, no problem. And I do, I, was, I, I just want to say to Sherry, she probably is indeed correct that there will be a lot of deaths, but of course, which is sad, but I think one of the things that is needed is this autopsy service so that if we can actually you know, look at the deaths in the next few weeks uh, in various countries that we can actually show the harm that's been done by these vaccines, and when you look in perspective of the harm that they have done over the last 20 years, that we may be on the end of the harm. You know, I, I do know there will be significant harm, but maybe, and I agree, I would now say we should have a 10 year pause of no compulsory vaccine schedules anywhere. And if people want to be vaccinated, they can. So um, I, I am very hopeful, though, that really all of the lies there has been in each in education, you know, around climate change. Around the vaccinations, there are and in banking systems, our whole society has been built on a cacophony of lies that has been, you know, perpetuated through the media, the education system, the universities, and the politicians. And what's amazing is, in this time, there are individual people who have spent the last 20, 30 years literally on their own, figuring this whole thing out. You know, most people have done it in three or four areas. So even though they might be focused on banking, they are aware of other issues, you know, the same in education and health. So this, the beauty of this time and the internet, and in fact, the fact that people were at home and that we all have access to beautiful technologies like, you know, Zoom and StreamYard, uh, that we are all connecting now. And also kind of, we are the type of people in the world, You know. Uh, that we can learn from each other, so, you know, they're not like we are kind of not, we might come and if we make a mistake, like I just did, maybe Sherry is, has more information or Christine or you and Manny, that actually the, the new era of the next 20, you know, I'd say one, two to five years, we are actually very privileged to be alive, because this is really the foundations for the next 100 uh, years, you know, and the hundreds of years to come is to expose the lies of the last 200 years, including like Sherry said at the beginning with this whole cult of vaccination and not challenging the medical system. And so what I would just leave you with is that really what we want is the benchmark, I would say, even if you were the president of a country should be, does what the the so-called health system, is it making people healthy? You know, in Chinese medicine, they used to only pay the doctors if they were healthy, if they had no symptoms or diseases uh, and if they had, you know, allergies or chronic symptoms, then, the, you know, it wouldn't be paid. So we have, we'll say in the United States, the sickest children in the world. I think uh, 40% of Americans have one chronic disease, you know, 60% or at least one, 60% uh, have, you know, some type of ailment. So really what we've seen is the world that we've had, our edu- our children are probably the least educated we are the least healthy. So the beauty of COVID-19 is we will challenge every system in the various infrastructures that are you know, being, and we need a new world regulatory body that will challenge the next pandemic. Very easy to do and have committees of experts like Sherry and Christine. So I'm full mm. of hope, I
0: think. Mm. I would never claim to have more intelligence than any of you on here, Dolores. <laughs> yes, for sure. But we can
3: be wrong, you know, which is, you know, obviously we can be wrong, and in the current dogmatic censoring system, it's just like in every country they have this magic spell that this is it, and anyone who challenges it, you know, are somehow anti-something, or, you know, they ridicule them for whatever people they may have met or something they may have done, but they will never speak to the actual point and that is the issue. And they get angry and intimidate and try and threaten and censor, right? But these are all tools of someone. And it's it's fundamentally like socialism or Marxism or whatever, which the whole ethos is don't debate. You know, you insult, you challenge, you smear, you bankrupt, right? But of course, that is a magic trick. And the magic trick is exposed now. And once you say, you know, and then you fundamentally challenge But the premise was there a public health emergency at the beginning. There wasn't. The whole thing is wrong. The truth will come out. And we can challenge, actually, the way the politicians and the media have handled this and the medical profession and the statisticians and the civil service. They have all, you know, had societal uh, kudos, we'll say, you know, are standing. They've got pensions. They've got good jobs. They have fundamentally betrayed the people in their countries They really do not deserve to have a job and we will have to make a transition to truth that people will have to be challenged, whether civil servants, doctors or ministers or presidents. And if what they're doing is based on lies, then there will have to be a system to recall them or to have a different system.
0: Again, I love how you're bringing the big picture into it and um, also just the humility of all of you to stay open to really looking at what's going on and finding the solutions. I think that there is a transition, you know, before there was kind of this having to just, you know, be almost yelling the information. And now what I'm hearing in all of you is this acceptance of where we are right now and that we can really, and it's not that we're saving anyone because ultimately people need to save themselves, but um, that all we can do and all we're here to do and how we're here to serve is just by giving people access to the information just laying it out. This, the, the veil has been lifted. Everything's being, the light is being shown and really people, you know, need to make a choice. Chris, perfect to end with you. Speak to this as that mother, as that grandmother, it always works out in such a divine way. And, um, and this, again, the solstice event that we're doing with Oracle girl may be close with that event that's coming up next week. This is, these are really, uh, like I said in the beginning, some, whether you believe in astrology, whatever your religion is, there's some serious things happening on the planet in a, in a more galactic way than, um, and I think people are starting to feel that and see that reality.
2: Yes. Well, we have a Jupiter Saturn conjunction on the 21st or 22nd. And, and when you look at the sky, everyone will be able to see this. It's called the star of Bethlehem. And these are big, huge planets. We haven't seen this since uh, the Magna Carta was signed in 1226, I think it was. So this is a complete rebirth for planet Earth. And as an obstetrician, I always sat with my patients for the entire labor. And so the entire labor really has been going on a long time, but, but we really speeded up into transition in March. And now, um, you know, the yesterday the eclipse was like the butterfly starts to hatch from the cocoon. And that's very hard work very hard work and any of you who have had a child you push that child out mm-hmm. and you go I cannot believe that my pelvis can do this I'll, I'll never forget it it's like oh my god I mean this is going to kill me and it doesn't and then you have this baby so right now we're really starting to push and orly the astrologer says we are crawling out of the co- we're working our way out or like the the, the little chick kind of gets out of Crow- the egg we're <laughs> We're crowning and then we will be sitting there exhausted and drying our wings and then we take off and we fly into the age of Aquarius because those big old planets are moving into air signs, the sign of Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. So, Dolores, I agree with you. For, for those of us on the front lines here, for the lightworkers, the worst is over. I mean, you know, I've been called everything that anyone's going to call me. I've had the trolls. It's like it's, it's never going to get any worse than it has been. And, but now I find, just as an example, you know, I lost about 2,500 followers on Facebook and gained about 14,000. That's mm-hmm. where we are. That's, as Renette Senham said, the, the uh, revolution in the US was won by 3.5% of the population we've got that and remember that when our vibration is high when we're in the truth truth is a high vibration it literally can shift the entire collective and for right now we have to give people the dignity of their own timelines stay with our heart be compassionate i send compassion out when i meet parents in my little walking trails and they put a mask on their two-year-old to run by me like I'm an infectious agent, it, it's, it's so sad. And I make sure that I, that I smile and wave at everybody when I'm walking without my mask. And you know the fear is the lowest possible vibration. And all you can do really is do what we do, but without getting exhausted, without getting angry, we stay in love. We stay in compassion. And when a woman goes through labor, you know what she'll do? She always looks at the birth attendants and says, "I couldn't have done it without you." That's interesting to me, because she did it all herself. But we have we have six major studies that show just the presence of a compassionate woman, a doula, in labor shortens the labor by fifty percent and decreases the C-section rate. This is what we need. We need uh, those of us who are planetary doulas, just fanning the flames of people's rebirth. And for those, like you said, Dolores, that was new for me, where they don't wanna go through the pain of waking up, they will be recycled. I don't, nobody dies. You just come back and try it again. But the way I always see it is do it right because next time it'll be harder. So let's do it now.
0: I love it. Thank you three powerful, fierce mamas for being on and spreading this truth and just being the light. I so appreciate and so grateful to have all of you on this path. Um, Thanks everyone for tuning in. This is an ongoing conversation. Um, We put the resources in there if you want to be on our list. I will be sending out all of their links, um, reclaimyourlives.com. Stay in touch. We are also streaming all of our conversations now on Earth Heroes TV. So that's EarthHeroesTV.com. So you'll find all of our censored materials on there. And these ladies will be on there, too. Thanks again. Blessings and lots of love, everyone. Thank you.